Welcome back, Blasphemous, episode 51. And if you're wondering why you're listening to it late, got a bit of a diva on our hands. Got to be perfect conditions for him. Any thoughts? Big Dog, again, sorry, he's the diva I'm referring to. Needs to be perfect conditions for him to do it. Couldn't do it on the Wednesday because of golf, all this bullshit. But we're doing it on Friday morning. Well, that's not true. I've been sitting here for 45 minutes for waiting for you to set up. That's why we couldn't do it yesterday, because you couldn't set up. But before you go any further, I ran into a keen listener up at Morissette the other day, Scott. He said he's from Canmore. He loves it when I'm on the potty. He said he reckons I'm the best. And also, last time I was on, I forgot, because I don't get a thing, but my, my favourite person out there, Tommy D. <laughs> Tom. I don't know if you... I, he doesn't like him, you anymore. I don't recall him giving me any raps lately, but I know he's out there listening. And happy to hear you. Starting off around the grounds, news of the week. First up, we had the WWE. Do you see the Aussie killing it? She won the Women's Royal Rumble. Don't follow it, Grab. Didn't follow WWE. <laughs> I watched that back when Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan was big with shit back in the 1980s. But. Name Rhea Ripley. I think that's a wrestling name. She became the first Aussie to win the Royal Rumble. First woman to win it as well from number one. There's 30 in it. First in, wins it all. Couple little football soccer on the Australian scene. Graham Arnold re-signed until the end of 2026 World Cup as the coach of the Socceroos. And Harry Suter, who was one of the stars of our World Cup campaign, he signed with the Premier League team, Leicester, for about 26 mil. The deal was worth. I'm not too sure what his salary is. Couple cricket. We had South African cricketer Dane Van Nickery has been left broke, broken-hearted heartbroken after being omitted from the South African women's T20 squad. Do you want to know why? Or do you have any idea why? I did. I heard about that. She didn't pass the fitness test or something. We had to run a certain thing in a certain amount of time or something like that. 2K time trial. She missed it by 18 seconds. Very well respected cricketer. I don't know if she was the captain or a former captain of that team. And last year she was named one of the five best cricketers in the women's game. Leaving her out of the World Cup. Would you have passed any of those fitness tests? <laughs> uh, definitely not. Even when I was fit. Actually, I don't know if I ever was fit in my what? life. <laughs> what is it, 2Ks in? I think it was 9 minutes 30 for the women. 9 minutes 30? Oh, there's no chance I'd do that now. On a bike, I might. Please. Um, it's been talked about a lot this year, but this was more the amateur scene, the man cat. There's amateur cricket leagues in England considering banning the man cat dismissal to avoid the drama. Obviously going to be some all-time blow-ups at the local level because unless you're in the top of those grades, you, <laughs> chances are you got your teammates umpiring you and it's going to be very complex because you've got the arm issue. It's got to go past a certain point. Are they actually out of the crease? What are you thinking? Are you, I, <laughs> what should they do? I think the batsman should be, if he's not in his crease, he should be out. The problem I reckon is it should be just called a run-out. If you keep on calling a man cat, it then feels like it's sus and that. If you just refer to it as a run out, the guy's out. He's out of his crease. Just like most other, well, maybe not most other sports, but as an example in baseball, if you're not on your base and they throw the thing and the guy get, well, you're out. Yeah, that's a... It's not called something different, and then I'm assuming it's not. Well, I don't think they have name, names. So they just have out. You're either out or out? not. So if you're if you're a batsman and you're so if they got rid of the crease in that situation, well, you're right to me. You're running out. You, 
So what you're saying is if we got rid of man cat and just caught it to run out, all the problems would be solved? Oh, I'm not saying it wouldn't <laughs> be, but you go to park cricket anyway and there's blow-ups just left, right and centre anyway. The man cat would because be a lot more. Because people aren't giving people out of a W caught behind, as you know. <laughs> yeah, Tommy, actually, did you see Tommy's comment? You apparently gave him not out when he didn't hit it once. Yeah, I did see that comment, actually. I'm... You just cheated so many I'm times. Just, you I must have been a big cheat <laughs> as an umpire. The problem was, but because I was... <laughs> I was always, buddy, obviously not very good batter because mm. otherwise I would have been batting instead of umpiring. So I seem to be umpiring a lot. I thought You're just I was a actually good bat. <laughs> just a cheat. And I was obviously no good at batting because I was umpiring and I was no good at umpiring because I was giving people not out when they're out. And then on the international scene, or local as well, we had the BBL finals, the, I don't know what it's called, the Challenger or something was last night. The Heat upset the Sixers to book their spot in the final against the Scorchers. That's on Saturday night. Brisbane, a little bit of a Cinderella run. They went from last to the final in about 19 days. Thanks to, mainly into the Aussie boys coming back. Labashine, Renshaw and Kawaja came back, killed it for a while, even though they're not there anymore. The awards nights for the Australian, the AB awards nights. We had Uzi won the inaugural Shane Warne's Men's Test Player of the Year. Agree? Did he deserve it? What did he win the inaugural what? Shane, well, I named after Shane Warne, but men's test player of the year. Oh, okay. Oh, it's always, I always find them hard to follow because the the years, obviously, you forget what happened last 12 months ago. So sometimes, like, I think Warner won some awards. And he won think, ODI. How does, he, how does he get an award? Well, they weren't hopeless, But I don't know. I can't remember how we went back in January, February last year. So they're always hard to follow because... The season goes for a whole year and half of it you don't remember because you're only looking at the last thing, you know, whereas the footy and that awards the season's only sort of six months and you sort of remember the season then. Well, I don't think anyone really, from what I read, no one really agreed with Warner's ODI medal. I thought Zampa should have got it. I think he got named in the ODI team of the year for the international, but couldn't get, he wasn't even top three for the ODI award for Australia. I think it was Warner, Stark. And another bowler, I think, so they weren't happy there. They play, but they play that much cricket, as in that you sometimes you forget which team they're playing for, as in whether it was just domestic or for Australia, Australia or whatever. So sometimes you think, well, how did he get it? And then you go, oh, you look at the record he had, and you think, oh, okay, his record was pretty good. It must have been for his uh, state it. team or his whatever or shit. But oh, as I said, Warner, sure hasn't been good. Yeah, Warner hasn't been good for a little while, but I don't know about. If you look at the last anyway. 12 months, you might, you might change your mind. Uh, Steve Smith on the top gong. He's fourth AB medal. Third cricketer to win the prize. Beth Mooney won the top women's one, the Belinda Clark Award. Talia McGrath won the Women's T20 International Player of the Year. It was a few days after she was named to the ICC Women's T20 Cricketer of the Year. After breakout 2022 only debuted in october of 2021 she also got named in the icc team of the year alongside gardner and mooney so a couple of women there killing it golf i don't know if you saw the feud between patrick reed and mcelroy oh <laughs> seen a clip of it the t-toss oh no i didn't see the t-toss <laughs> i did someone no it was just patrick I, reed i just seen the shot he hit a shot and went out of bounds or in the water or something oh and in a tree yeah, and they were disputing where he could drop or something. That's I've seen that part of it, but that's all I think I've seen. that was 
I think I was midway. I don't know if I think it might have been before the round. Patrick Reed tried to talk to Rory, went up to him. I think he talked to his caddy first and tried to talk to him. Rory ignored him because if he's a live golfer, he's not happy with the lives. So Reed just pulled a tee out of his pocket and just dropped it on the floor. Like a live branded tee. Oh, did he? So it wasn't it wasn't nut like it wasn't the way they made out is if he threw uh, a tee at him, but he no, just I dropped one in at the feet. I didn't hear that. But the reports are many of the live guys aren't are fed up with what they perceive perceive to be Rory's self righteousness. And there's animosity building for a while. So I think most of the golfers like each other, but Rory's one of those PJ who's pretty on that side. Tiger's a little bit too, but he's sort of been out of the headlines recently. And we almost got the dream finished because in that tournament they were playing with, Paddy Reed made a charge late on the last day. I think he shot seven under, and he, only, he fell a stroke short of tiring McElroy to send it to a playoff. And Aussie Lucas Herbert grabbed third. Yeah, I watched the last round. Oh, I didn't watch the whole round, but I, I think it was about the last nine holes of that, actually. Yeah. But it was actually, it was a good finish, actually. Because he, the last hole was a par five, and Rory's was an easy reachable in two. But Rory, I think he put his right and didn't give himself a chance to go in two. So he had to lay up, but then obviously he stuck it close enough and sort five metres away and made the one putt. Whereas Rory... Got the green too, just missed his eagle putt and he yeah, got his birdie, but yeah, not enough. So the PJ man beats the live man in that one. And then on the local scene, not yesterday unfortunately, but <laughs> you, yes, talks, right, where yes. you, talks where you're on a PJ or tour card, it was coming, but it all fell apart yesterday. <laughs> well, yes, well, on the Saturday, I've played at my local club at Coinda and had my best round I've had ever there. We're 43 stable for points for you golfers. <laughs> That's six above, seven above my handicap. Yeah, seven above my handicap, which was, I played off 13, so I've gone out a little bit because I'm normally about 11. So I was on fire and then I could go through shot by shot. <laughs> Really Save, it podcast. Save it for another podcast. Save it for another podcast, the golfers <laughs> podcast. But mind you, I will I will let you know on the tenth, the par five. I hold out on my third from about 115 <laughs> for an eagle. But then um, after having the 43, my next sort of competitive game was yesterday. And as you can imagine, playing with Logan, he brings me down to his standard. So in nine, we only played nine holes. I had 13 points. Right. So that was my next game. And, yeah, so that's what happens. When so, you play with shit, you perform shit. <laughs> so the PGA's off, the cards at the moment? PGA's <laughs> off. You're off. Yeah, not to play with you anymore. <laughs> uh, I actually got 17 points. Absolute smash if it was. But onto the tennis. Oz Open wrapped up last Sunday. We had the men's doubles. Another repeat for the all-Aussie wildcard pair. Took out the doubles crown after the special case last year. This year we had Rinky, Hachikata, and Jason Kubler. First time in four decades that an all-Aussie team has won the title in back-to-back years. They almost didn't play either. I think Rinky asked Jason like the week of or something. The women's, Sabalenka, she won a great three-set match over right by Kina. I think she lost the first set, came back. I think most of the most people wanted the other right, right bank Kina to win. Obviously, Sabalenka, I think she's Russian or Belarus, so flag was on display, a little controversy there. And then the men's, Djokovic takes down Sister Pass, straight sets, 
secures his 10th title at the Australian Open, ties Rafa for the most Grand Slams with 22. Obviously, every time a Grand Slam is won between either him or Rafa, there's going to be the GOAT debate arises. Likely, Djokovic is going to retire with the most all-time. Rafa's struggled with injuries for a couple of years now, and he's a year older. Post-match, Djokovic, he wore a jacket with number 22 on the presentation. He claimed he didn't know. Sounded, he made, made out as if it was his team's idea to put it on, and then his hamstring injury came out. He had like a three-centimeter tear. I don't know if that's confirmed. That was just all the reports. What are your thoughts on the GOAT debate? Um, Federer, I've always liked Federer. I'd rate Federer as number one. As in what I've seen, obviously Rod Laver, if you look at records, he might not have as many, but as in his area, he didn't play a lot of, a lot of them because I think it was between amateur and professional and that. But um, but I still, I don't, I don't care. If he wins another five, it still wouldn't bother me. I still, I'm, I'm off him a little bit. How, much do you, how many do you reckon he'll win? I think he's 34. Yeah. Do you want to push 30? No, I don't reckon 30. That's another eight. Mm. Well, he's only 34. He probably wins 35, it. I think he is. But this tournament, there was a few that were injured and pulled out, like that Carlos Alvarez. It's only really him, though. And Rafa was injured. And, um, yeah, Rafa was injured. I think there was another one or two that couldn't make it, or not couldn't make it, but... We had um, Kyrgios. The king? Yeah, Kyrgios couldn't, well, not couldn't make it, I should say, couldn't play for injuries or whatever reason. But um, he'll get he'll get a few more, I think, but I, I don't know. Because these Next guys gen. are still chasing him, but the, um, you know, you'd like to think in another year, like, that they're, they're going to be better and more equipped to take it to him as he's getting older, you'd think. But, I don't know, maybe he'll just be, like Tom Brady, he'll still be playing at 43 or 44 or whatever. I said, I think it's Federer, Joker, and then Rafa in that order. thing for me was Fed six years older. I think he sort of got the rough. Plus, he had a lot of injuries, Federer. I think about 2013, he had started having injuries, and that was when Djokovic was sort of hitting his straps. So it would have been nice if they... They still did compete, but I think after 2013, Fed only won three more majors. So he only three majors. Only three? Yeah, well, in that era. <laughs> What? That's well, still good. Yeah, but from well, I don't even know when he debuted, but from when uh, that first ten years probably he would have won seventeen, probably two thousand maybe. And then he played from two thousand thirteen to what two thousand twenty one. He only won three. And then, as I said, if I said I wasn't really, I was very young when it happened. But looking at the stats from two thousand four to two thousand seven, he won every major except the French, which was in that time was tough with Rafa. Who did Djokovic? No, Federer. Oh. He won every major. Oh, yeah, Those yeah. years he won three out of the four. And in three out of the four years, he got defeated by Rafa in the semis or the final of the French. And I think he only won the French once anyway. Yeah, he did only won one French after But yeah, I said that's the order I like. Federer, Joker, Rafa. Rafa's probably the most dominant on a single surface ever. 14 of 18 he's won French Opens. He's competed in. He's won 14 of 18, is it? Yeah. He's at, he did pull out of one, so his record's 112 to three losses. Did he play last year? French. Yeah. Uh, I know Alcaraz won, but did he play? I think. Oh, maybe. I think he might have pulled out injury, though. Uh, let us know who your goat in the tennis world is. Boxing, got a little one. Aussie, Liam Wilson. He's fighting for the WBO Junior Lightweight title tomorrow. Uh, card starts about 10.30. He's expected to fight around 3 o'clock. He's fighting Mexican superstar Manuel Neverady. He's looking to reign in the third weight class and hasn't lost for 10 years, stretching 30 fights. He's 
reading all the reports, he's a bit of an unpredictable fighter, tough to break down, tough to read. So Wilson is a long shot. I think he's nine dollars on the market, and then twenty bucks for like a knockout or something. But you got to ride the Aussie there. Do you know about that? The Aussie fighting? I did hear there was a few. I think there's a few Aussies fighting, isn't there? In that card? I think oh, there probably would be. No, Aussies. I don't know if it's a world title fight, but I think it's a a um like a reasonably high standard fight, as in he's ranked in the top. Like at the end of getting getting like in the picture to get a world title fight, I, I thought I heard somebody else was in it. What's his name? I can't remember. Yeah, I think uh, Muhammad Ali's. Unless it was a, 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 they were talking about a different guy on a different night or something maybe, but I thought they said there was two, and the other guy, yeah, he was in the picture for it. Obviously, he keeps on winning. Retired mm. fight, so he was fighting another guy that was obviously in ranked in the top three or four or whatever but I, as I said I can't remember it wasn't a big name um, a big name guy like uh, I think Muhammad Ali's grandson was on the card I think Muhammad no he, I said his grandson <laughs> he's like, I think he's dead isn't he yeah, yeah he is actually but yeah if you're not doing too much chuck that on I think it might be free on KO if you're okay I believe I could be wrong uh, boxing is is it yeah, I think that one is. Oh, okay. Because I don't think it's a main, main event. A uh, couple of basketball ones. We had the NBL. There's a Pride jersey drama over there. We had the Cairns Taipans. They pulled out of plans to wear a Pride jersey just minutes before they were scheduled to. The club blaming a barrage of abuse and harmful commentary. Their major sponsor, CQ University, was taken by surprise at the pullout. They were expecting him to rock it. The reports are several players were not happy or not considering... They originally weren't going to wear the logo, so they just got rid of it altogether. Was this NBA? No, NBL. Oh. Cairns. Uh, oh, about... oh, I did see it. I thought, I did hear something about it, but I thought it was NBA because I seen yeah. there was a game the other day that got postponed or something. I thought it must yeah, have been got... that game. I don't know why they got postponed. I think it was just the day before. I just saw it was postponed. Oh, okay. So that, this is an NBL game. Yeah, another Pride jersey in Australia. Then on the American scene, we had a heart, oh, heartbreaking video. A young Jimmy Butler fan, he was left distraught after Jimmy got ruled out just before the tip. He was holding a sign that which, which read, Dear Jimmy, we flew over 4,405 miles, which is about 7Ks. I think he came from about Argentina, was the report. He said, Can we get a fo- photo or a big face coffee? Unfortunately, the kid, as I said, Butler got ruled out, but he did receive a ball and a jersey. But it mo- mostly brought up the question about other kids and people who aren't recorded and miss out on seeing their favourite players if you get tickets for Christmas or something and then your favourite players ruled out so the talk was the load management I don't know if Jimmy was injured or anything but the load management's a big thing over the last couple of years in the NBA players not playing out for niggling injuries talk is they should reduce a couple coaches have suggested to reduce the season to 72 games as an NBA concierge is that the word what are your thoughts on load management well, when you look at the um, schedule and that, they do play a lot of games because... They play 82. Yeah, all well, 82. Yeah, but um, well, it's 82, but as in... in week a to week. Short, yeah, because when you look at their... What's your name? I don't know how far... I've never looked at how far they go from game to game, as in flying and that, but... Yeah, by the time they've finished the game, most days they've got, at the most, two days off. Obviously, mm. they'll get the odd three or four day but the majority of the time they're playing sort of every second day so three games a week and 
you're thinking, geez, by the time they finish and they sort of cool down or whatever, then they're on a flight. And then by the time they get to wherever they are the next day, they don't really have time to do anything and train. And uh, other than to probably do a, a very light training session thing that next day. And then because the next day they're on the court playing game day. So I don't know. It's all about money anyway. The, the reason they probably went 82 games is to generate more money. And well, to generate they, more money, they get paid more. Well, that's what their talk is now. Because their TV rights deal is up. So And it's, I think the CBA is up as well. So it's begging the question, should players' salaries be reduced if they're not going to play the full season? Well, it depends how much revenue the game makes. So well, I think, the the revenue, I think the revenue is pretty similar, but they're just saying if you're not playing the full season, you shouldn't get your full salary. Oh, so the, who's saying? So they're saying if they play 72 games... No, well, they're saying if you keep it at 82 and you negotiate this TV deal or the CBA on that, that if you don't play 82, you should have your salary reduced because right now, no matter what, even if you get injured, like you get that money no matter what. Which, yeah, yeah, but at the end of the day, how the the um, setup probably is is the players get a percentage of the revenue. So if they're dropping ten games each team, the TV companies may not pay that. That's what they're saying. Well, if they do pay it, of course they should be. Get, if they're getting because what how it should work is if the players are agreed to get like say thirty five percent of revenue. Mm-hmm. And it, and the revenue is still the same as it was this year for seventy two games next year. Well, yeah, they should get paid the same. If the revenue goes up, different. Well, it won't because they once they sign a deal, it's signed in for eight years or whatever. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's eight years, but they normally sign up the TV deals for a few wow. years anyway. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. A lot of ex players. I don't think current players and that, but ex players and media aren't happy. They reckon they shouldn't get as much money. Oh well, I think that. One of them was like, they should just toughen up and play. Because back in the old days, that's what they used yeah, to do. Yeah, possibly. But and, and, they, and back in the old, or back in the probably 80s, the, the what's-your-name was probably harder to get around. The, as in, it's quicker, obviously, now to... Well, they sort of plan it. The NBA plans it. So if you go west, so if you're an east, if you're a New York team and you've got to go oh, west... Oh, yeah, they'll they, be planning it to so you haven't got as much travelling, but they're still... You know, you think about it, you finish a game of basketball, because I'm assuming they're all, or not all of them, but the majority of them are night games. So you finish a basketball game, and then by the time you sort of finish, cool down, and that, you're probably not getting to sleep till, or you might not even be sleeping. You're more on the plane to sleep, sleep okay. on the plane, but you're not getting any, yeah, you, you're normally back into it the next day doing something. Uh, but the other little couple of NBA ones, this was a question from the man, Tommy Dev. Ant is balling with no cat. What do the wolves do with cat or ant? Do you know who those players are? No. Cat, cat <laughs> yeah. is Anthony Townsend. Carl Anthony Townsend. Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, and who was the other guy? Ant. Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Of course it's Anthony Edwards. <laughs> you had no idea. And what, what, what's Tommy's Tommy wants question? to know what they should do. Because Ant's balling without cat. Cat's been injured. Should the wolves trade cat or should they trade Ant? Um, or should they just no, keep the team together? Anthony Edwards, he's a young gun. Do they keep the cat, but? Um, depends on what the um, trade value is and what what you can get, what asset you can get for him. So if there's so a, you're open a to buyer, trading him. I'm open to trading him. What team do they play for again? Minnesota. Oh, they're going all right, aren't they? Oh, I think they're in the battle for the playoffs, the lowest Got to keep the young guy. He's going... He's good. 
And Thingo's fairly old too. Oh, he's late twenties. I think he's that old. No, no, no. Yeah, but he's Thingo Edwards is only 22, 23. Yeah. I said, I'll trade. I'll trade Cat and Gobert. Both shit. Both bums. You're going to trade both of them? Yeah, they're both bums. Gobert's bum. Who? Gobert. Oh, you didn't even... No, but but Gobert's... I don't think they're going to trade Gobert because they just traded heaps Uh, of pieces for him. But I'd probably trade Cat because they've got two big men anyway. Yeah, they're going to keep the young gun. He's good. Uh, Lakers-Celtics game. This was on Sunday, I think. Saturday their time. Lakers (laughs) upset after getting robbed. Tatum fouls LeBron on the game-winning shot. Fourth time in the last two weeks, the Lakers have had questionable calls. Uh, they've against the Mavs, 76ers, and Kings. Those four wins, I think they've got them to about. They would be fourth in the West if they had those wins overturned, but I think they're about thirteenth. I know you were pretty strong on the day about it. I did. I've seen it. I thought it was embarrassing, actually. <laughs> embarrassing. The other thing I thought of, I thought I went back about ten years. I remember seeing that behaviour quite regularly by you playing for the Maitland under 16s or whatever the age group you were you never watched me you grow up <laughs> we're playing in behaving in a similar fashion so Please. LeBron's have got a lot to answer for but yeah I thought it was embarrassing the call it was wrong yeah it was wrong as in when you watch the replay and that but I you know, said if you go through every single call in the game you'd probably find there was a couple that went their way and the other way so as I said, yeah, he should have got a foul. He should have got the points. And in theory, they you'd think he would have got one of the two. Yeah, would have got two shots, wouldn't he? Yeah, two shots. But yeah, it was just... I just thought Maitland, under-16s, like in Cubica, performing or acting like he used to normally act. Please. The guys down at Lake Haven ring me still and say, <laughs> no. what's your son doing? That's that's your other son. He's a bit of a... He doesn't like refs. <laughs> Ask him that last night. It's the ref's performance. It's touch funny. <laughs> uh, but the other little thing after LeBron's little tantrum was um, Pat Bev came out all time with a camera with a photo to the ref, got teed up for it. Did you see that afterwards? Yeah, I did see that. He coming out. Yeah, I did see that. So that, that, was, that was after the event or after the game? That was after, like... The well, but during the overtime, like the overtime break before overtime, oh, okay. so well, LeBron then, sat down, they went back to the bench, and then he brought out the camera. I did see it, yeah, but I didn't know if it was at the end of the game or and I didn't know we got a tech foul and all that. I haven't yeah. seen the highlight of him walking out and showing the, the camera. <laughs> but the I don't think refing's been a favorite of anyone's this year. I think most sports have that problem, obviously, refs get it wrong, unfortunately, but what it can do, people make mistakes, but. Most people weren't happy with the NBA refs Twitter account because after that error, they tweeted out, like everyone else, referees make mistakes. We made one at the end of last night's game and that is gut-wrenching for us all. This play will weigh heavily and cause sleepless nights as we strive to be the best refs we can be. Do you like that apology on the thing? Or do you reckon they should have just said nothing? I think most people weren't happy they posted that. No, it doesn't bother. At the end of the day, we're only being honest. As they said, you go through the game and... They would have made other mistakes there, and they might might have been over the whole game, maybe five. But go and have a look at how many mistakes the actual players made. Well, I think that's where the coaches and that should be more looking at what their team's doing. Because if your team's good enough, the refs aren't that bad to lose a game for you over 48, 48 minutes, isn't it? They play. Yeah, yeah. Um, Forty eight minutes. The refs aren't that bad. That your calls, you're getting every wrong call that you can't be in the game and win it with your good play sort of thing. 
and then another interesting one. I think he's the he was the head and ref. That's not just in basketball. That's in all oh. sports. The head ref of that game, I can't remember his name, but there was a bit of controversy around there because his wife posted a photo of her in a Celtics jersey with her sister and I think their son or something. And I don't know if this stuff was true. It was just posted by a group on Facebook that they certain ref when he refs the Celtics, they're eighteen and three. So a bit of yeah, but what's the truth to that? So that eighteen and three would mean they're probably what 85 percent winning. Probably more than that, wouldn't it? Well, 21 games, 18 of 21. Yeah, so for times five. So yeah, just three fives of 15. So about 85, say 85%. What is the Celtics record for the year? No, I think it's the last I think it's the last two years, which they have been good, so I don't know. Yeah, so they've probably won similar as in percentage anyway. So if they've won, say, 85 with that ref and for the whole two years they've on a percentage of 80, well, that's just would be normal, you would think, wouldn't you? I don't know, that's just a bit of controversy going around in America. Uh, we had the All-Star starters got named. I think the reserves are getting named tonight, having a quick look. So we'll probably talk about that next week. But the All-Star starters were for the... Is this for Lake Haven or for NBA? <laughs> <laughs> On the west side, we had Steph Curry, Luka Donich in the backcourt, and then you had LeBron, Jokic, and Zion in the front. And then the east, we had Kyrie, Donovan, Mitchell in the front... Ah, uh, back, sorry. And then the front courts, Giannis, Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum. Uh, shout out the Aussie, Josh Giddy. He pulled, pulled the second most votes among second-year players behind Mobley. Wasn't happy that his teammate didn't get into the starter. Shea, he's been killing it. And then I put it up to see if anyone thought anyone got robbed. A couple names were Rudy Gobert, which I think they're taking the piss. And then Halliburton and Embiid. I know you thought Embiid should have got in. Oh, I thought Embiid should have got in. Did uh, Josh Giddy get in as a reserve, did he? No, no, the reserves oh. haven't been named. He got into the Rising Star game. But yeah, oh, you, how many years can you bring that? He played first that last two, year. Didn't it's he? first two years. Oh. But yeah, so who who's Embiid going over over Giannis, Durant, and Tatum? Tatum. Tatum. <sighs> Big call. Durant's not even playing, is he? Yeah. Or he's going to be. Is, I don't think he. Oh, I think he's pushing. He's back soon for the Nets, but I think he might have said he's missing the All Star game. But they normally just name a replacement, so Embiid oh, could okay. go into the starters. We had NFL. Before we talked the games, we had Brady retired again. Says this time's for good. More than likely it is. I don't think he'll come out of retirement again. The Packers will not be trading Aaron Rodgers within the NFC if they do trade him. And it looks like shaping more towards a gonna trade or move on from Rodgers after last year's little. Well, they missed the playoffs only just, but they look like they're gonna move him to the AFC. I think the Jets. Jets, and there was another team, can't remember the other one, where they're talking there. But the conference championship games, we had the 49ers and Eagles. Fairly dominated, played well. They did get a lot of breaks, injuries and calls-wise. On their first touchdown drive, Devontae Smith dropped the ball. Uh, 49ers couldn't quite get the right camera angle to see that he did drop it. But then, like, I think it was the e, oh, sorry, 49ers' first offensive drive, their quarterback, who missed it irrelevant, who's been killing it, he got hit on the arm, got eventually ruled out, and then it came out later. A couple days later, he torn his UCL and his elbow, sidelines him for about six months. That resulted in the backup, four string technically, because their top two quarterbacks got injured throughout the year. He played on. Later on, that quarterback would get ruled out with concussion. Purdy came back on, couldn't really do much. Eventually, I think they lost 37-7 to or something along those lines. Do you have anything for that game? 
it was a bit of a smash up. But I did hear, yeah, they well they've had, yeah they pretty unlucky with injuries. They had missed quarterbacks and heaps of injuries, and um, but they've done well to get to where they did. Well, they've got the best team probably. They're just quarterbacks, unfortunately. And then the other game was Bengals Chiefs. Defense dominate. It was a twenty three twenty game. Game winning game winning field goal with from Harrison Butker with three seconds left. Three seconds on the clock when he kicked it, and it was after a bonehead penalty from Osai, pushing Mahomes out of bounds after he already stepped out. It's a no-no, especially quarterback roughing the passer. What are your thoughts on I that game? I didn't see that, but I heard about it. But that that happens so often in NFL. They're just so high-strung with players and just, just dumbasses, are you? They just happen... Like, I don't know, you just watch more games, but... You watch it, I reckon it happens at least two or three times a game well, from each do. team where well, they, do say they give away like a 15, it's 15 metre penalty, wasn't it? Yeah, 15 yards. Yeah, a 15 yard penalty, but it just, yeah, they just, I don't just don't get the mentality of the players that what would you do it in any time, let alone in a, there when the guy, he's no way he's going to kick the 62 metres, it would have been. It could have. Because that's it ended up being 48. It is 45. So it would have been oh, so 60, 60 yards. Yeah, 60 yards. I don't, There's no way you would have kicked 60 yards. Well, they do kick it, but I think the weather. I think they said the weather. They hadn't really kicked that in warm up. Normally they, they, they kick in warm up. How, how often does a 60 yard field goal occur? Oh, well, Most of the time they'd punt it, wouldn't they? No, they do go. Depending on what kicker. If you've got a good kicker, they go for it. But there's been a couple. But they said, I don't think. It would have been right on his range because I'm pretty sure something to do with the weather. The ball wasn't flying. I don't think many of them. Normally they practice it in warm up, and the commentators were like, the furthest they went out was like 58. But it's, so it would have been pushing it. It's not unusual, as I said. You see, I don't know. You I don't know, know. A lot, not just from that team, but just in general. They just seem to have plays that just, I don't know, don't think, or I don't know. Um, maybe it's just that. American mentality because most of them are obviously Americans who play. Bang, bang. A bang, bang play, really. A lot of ex-players are like, it's hard to stop on your momentum. Push him out. Yeah, but the guy's already out. He was already out. Yeah, you push but him uh, out. He was already out. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been a penalty. Yeah, but what happens if he, you're chasing him and he's, instead of taking that step out, he steps off, comes back in and you get beat and then you look like an idiot? You could, no, I, I actually didn't see it, but from what I heard and that, there was no... what The guy had nowhere to go, the quarterback, like as in... He was Paddy Mahomes, the best to ever do it. Yeah, no, I don't know. I didn't see the actual play, but from and you see it all the time. They just do stupid shit. Those players, those defensive players, some of them. But the Super Bowl, it's not on this Monday. It's on next Monday, so we'll leave a full recap preview for that next week. But a couple of little headlines heading in. We had possibly a couple of Aussies lining up. Deathly Jordan Malata, he'll become the third Aussie to play in the big game. Looks to become the second Aussie to win it after Jesse Williams in 2013 with Seattle. He's the starting left tackle, I believe. And then also on the Philly side, we may have punter Ari Sepos, former AFL player, as most of the punters are. He declared he's ready to go. I think he could have played last year, uh, last week, sorry. He's been injured since December with a high ankle sprain, but their punter hadn't been doing too bad, but apparently didn't have the greatest game so the conf- in the conference game, so may get replaced, but I can't imagine they're going to change it too much. We had a Philadelphia player, Devontae Smith, who I mentioned dropped that catch earlier. He's looking to become the fourth player to win the Heisman Trophy, which is best player in college football, the College Football National Championship, and a Super Bowl. Only three previous have done that. And then an interesting fact, if you're having a bet on the game, 18 of the past 21 Super Bowl winners have worn white jerseys. And 
the Kansas City are going to wear white jerseys. Philadelphia wearing green. Who are you tipping in the game? I'm tipping Philly. Aussies? Yeah, well, the Aussie... is actually... Is, who was the guy you said who played in 2013 or whatever? Jesse Williams. What position was he? I think he was a D-lineman. Oh, okay. Because well, I thought they said the other day on the radio that he was the first field player, not a kicker, to play in their Super Bowl. The, no, uh, I'm pretty... Did he, they win it? Who? See, that team? Yeah. Yeah. He oh, won it in 2013. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was a defensive tackle. I don't know if he... Did he play, but? Or yeah, was he, he may not. Squad? He might have been... I don't know if he got on the field, but he was on the roster. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, maybe that's what they said then. Because I thought they said there's never been a... What's your name? To play in it. As in a field player, to actually play. But... Oh, yeah. He got injured in week 16. Yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, yeah. I was saying, yeah. So he never played in it. But, yeah, so he's the first player, apparently, or field player. I think they've said... There's been a few kickers, but Australian guys. But um, yeah, I'm a Philly boy. He's a local too, as in Sydney. Sydney. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. there's a guy I play golf with. Um, he knows him. Yeah, well, he was actually related to him oh. through marriage. But I think what, yeah, like he was like his brother-in-law. No, but he um, he's got him not anymore because what's he doing? Can he come next week? Free he's a good golfer too. Actually, he plays off like two or three. Ah, uh, we got NRL. Uh, we had a survey of more than 20 coaches and assistant coaches saw only 13, 33% were supporting the concept of a pride round. 17% declined to answer and 50% said no. So instead, oh, I don't know if this was before or after this, but Blandy's the CEO or whatever he is, he's looking to introduce a respect round instead of the pride round to sort of not alienate those people with those Catholic beliefs. Tim Sheens is adamant Luke Brooks is the man to steer the side around in 2023. Thoughts on that? You know my thoughts on that. I reckon he, for his sake and the club's sake, I reckon he needs to go somewhere else. But you know what? You'll probably Kill it. prove me wrong. <laughs> they win the comp? No, no. If they win the comp, I'll, I'll be dumbfounded if they would win the comp. Next year, this is, they might win the comp in another two or three years, but next year's I'll be dumbfounded if they win the comp. But... As a, you know, I've told before some of the Luke Brooks, I reckon for his sake and Tiger should move on. But hopefully for his sake and obviously all those supporters, they if they do go good and make the semis. Uh, the Bulldogs. I'd like to in the semis, actually. The Bulldogs have pulled out of the race of Mitch Moses after recruiting young gun Carl Olapu. I think he's from the Broncos. So it just leaves Parra and the Tigers going head to head. Who do you reckon? Have you learnt, are you leaning away or do you, do you care? I don't really care, but there's a few people keep on ringing up on the radio saying it's a done deal and he's playing for the Tigers. This year or next year? No, no, not this year. Next year. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Dogs, they established a leadership group of six blokes, similar to the Tigers, I think, last year. Did put up a little poll on the Instagram and most people thought it was going to be a disaster. I think they had Reid Marnie and Matty Burton are the captains on field. Fatala Mariners, the captain off field. And then I, don't, I think the other three were just leadership groups. What do you think? Should just two fit two? What's two main? Two normal mm, now? Multiple I captains? I don't care. But yeah, I did hear that. Too many cooks. To me, there's just the two captains that obviously. Uh, to me, there's only got they've got two captains. That's Burton and <laughs> Reed. Yeah, and the others are just senior players in the group, and they probably help with standards or that. I'm assuming, but. Uh, the only other thing I think 
What was the Fatala Mariner, the or the club captain? He was like the yeah. I think he was the one leading standards off field and in the club uh, and that. Okay, because I thought, oh yeah, I couldn't remember what it was, and I thought if they put him up as the the one who does the most of the interviews and that, I, I think he's pretty quiet, sort of. Well, he's probably not the one to do that, but it's different than the club captain. Cause yeah, he's the club captain, ch- tasked to lead the charge on club culture alongside Adokar, Kikau and King. But yeah, game... I was going to say, uh, Kikau and Adokar were part of whatever they're called, but yeah, the way I look at the Bulldogs, have got two captains, which is very Barney and Burton. Uh, I had a couple little questions. We had one from Skip. He asked for the NRL predictions, but I, don't, I can't remember when, but the big dog wants to wait a couple of weeks before the season before he starts yeah, still, giving it. still about four weeks to kick off. There's still a few Pre-season things. Pre-season starts few... this week. Yeah, next Thursday, I think I heard yeah. on the radio that there's some trials on. But yeah, I think there was another another person asked it as well, but as I mentioned, we'll probably do that a couple of weeks before the NRL season, actually. And then You've got to be patient, listen, be patient. <laughs> I know you all want to probably <laughs> back get, your tips. Yeah, get on my tips and that, or more probably importantly, put a red line through my tips. <laughs> but just be patient, and you'll get the good mail a bit further down. Your price might even go out. Just you might, a few multis. You might put a few multis and whatnot. And then this last question. It's from our man Bow. He's unfortunately back down in Canberra. Talks are this is his last week down there again, but once again, he could be forced down there. But his question is, why isn't Benji playing or luring good players? It was in response to the Fox Sports article where Adam Dewey said Benji's still got it, carving it up, setting up tries and all that. And my first thought was, is that a comment about how good Benji is or how pissed the Tigers' defence is? Oh, I didn't actually hear that. But um... Dewey just said he's been killing it at training, he's doing all these tries, this and that. So Ben wants to know, why isn't he playing and why can't they get good players? Which for the Tigers, yeah, have some good players this year. Hey, this was Bow's opinion. Bow, I think he's a he's a Tigers he's fan. A Tigers fan, yeah. What do you want? What do you want? Just the Pembroke team, <laughs> Bow, just to change jerseys. You've got you've got half their players anyway. No, yeah, and you've got a couple because they got Charlie Staines too, didn't they? Yeah, they got Staines, but that was in like a swap deal. Yeah, and then they got Shane Ball last year because he was Pembroke. But um, they, they've got a they've done all right out of their thing. As I said, I reckon they still might struggle around halfback but um so Benji's carving him up a train apparently mm. yeah but he's probably no one's probably ruffling him up because they want to get picked in the team <laughs> uh and then last little couple ones we got a couple follow-ups from last week we had Bow's skateboarding incident I popped the question on the on the socials how old is too old to be sk- going on the skate park most people said forever, so shout out the people who are still skating there. I thought it was going to go the other way. And then another poll was the beer post. One in three beers that were drunk were non-alcoholic or low, and most people thought that was a joke. I don't know if you had any thoughts on that. What was the question? The stat was one in three beers drunk in Australia is low or no alcohol. Do you reckon that's true or do you reckon they're lying? No, I reckon that you said low, which like, means yeah, low. Mi- I don't know if that is. I don't know if it is mixed strength. strength. I think it might be light. It might be mixed oh, yeah, strength yeah. as well. well. I reckon. No, I reckon that'd be true. I reckon Spot there's on. a lot more spens- uh, sensible people. I don't. I couldn't imagine many of them people would be no alcohol. Like that'd be maybe five percent. But I reckon low would be. Yeah, I reckon that'd be about right. Like, that wouldn't surprise me. And then a couple. This one's a little weird one. I think it was over in America. A high school team was abandoned their basketball season after their 23-year-old coach was caught pretending to be a 13-year-old and was playing in the game. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. <laughs> I think they had one of their players was out. So what was this, college or high school? High school. It was a oh, 13-year-old yeah, 13, team. 13-year-old team. Oh. 
So instead of, I think they had one player out. So instead of going to the bench, this per, I think is this, this a Fernigam story, or is this something you're going to become no. a teacher and then go back and pretend you're really good playing in the 13s when you're coaching the local? It was a girls' team as well. Team. Oh, you dress up all right as a girl. <laughs> Just get rid of your beard. <laughs> so I can imagine you doing that back in your day, <laughs> what 25 for that. Pop could have faked that the certificate as well. Pop, Pop would have, yeah. He he had a few dramas with age groups with some players back in the day when he was coaching. And then the last one. This is just a little breaking news. Skip has been into me, messaging me during the week. He's he wants to bring back the racing podcast. So it's not this week. More than likely next week because a couple of Group Two races come back. And the autumn carnival is about to start. But if you follow the socials, Blasphemous Oz on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, you'd have seen a couple of tips went out on the weekend. Skip was two from two, and myself I went four from eleven. So look forward to get back into that. Well, actually, as I said at the start, big listener Scott, they were running to up at um thingo. He actually did comment on how good Skip was, so he, he, I think he must be missing it because he, he said he's really good with his tips and that, and he wanted it. Well, he didn't say he wanted it back, but I'm assuming he was a keen listener of the tips and I don't know, maybe he was a follower. I wouldn't have a clue. He didn't say that, but he did say that he actually really enjoyed that, so he must be missing it too. Well, there you go. Back. Should be back, hopefully, as I mentioned, two weeks not this week, week and a half away, and we should pop it. We'll probably do it Saturday morning with stuff going on, pop it up morning of as you listen on the way to the pub or something. But that's done for this week. As usual, rate the five boys, rate the boys five stars. We'll be back next week. Big week next week, Super Bowl and USC, Volkanovski's fighting. Till then, thanks for listening.